0: Welcome to the Hadassah Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Maranen. The Hadassah Collective is a unique wellness-centered community created in and inspired by India, the birthplace of holistic health disciplines. The Hadassah Collective Podcast brings together a carefully curated selection of my most trusted and inspiring innovators from every area of the health and wellness space. I invite my guests to freely share their gifts, their wisdom, their journeys, and their diverse points of view discussing a vast range of topics, including shutdown and self-isolation strategies, integrated diet and fitness, yogic science, modern mental health, and holistic lifestyle, all to inspire you with relatable tools to help you consciously customize, support, and expand your life. Today it is a pleasure to invite Sarah Lewis back to the Harasa Collective Podcast. Sarah Lewis is an intuitive business coach and in this episode we talk about the new paradigm business model, a new way of working and conducting business while integrating the divine feminine flow into our workspace and our business practices. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back to the Hadassah Collective. It's so amazing to have you here again. Um, Let's get straight into it and start talking about, like, give us a brief overview of who you are, um, what you do, and where you are in the world at the moment.
1: Well, thank you so much, Claire, for having me again, and I'm really excited for this conversation. And to keep it pretty brief... I am Sarah Lewis, and I'm an intuitive business coach. I can get into that a little bit more, uh, probably further in our conversation. But I am originally from Switzerland and have been living in Dubai for two years now, which is pretty crazy how time flies. But yeah, that's a little,
0: just brief introduction. Especially this year, I feel that this year has... Disappeared. The first couple of months were really, really slow, and then all of a sudden we're in December already. So I know time has been
1: very strange this year. It's Mm. been slow and fast at the same time. Just such
0: a strange year, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, why don't we talk a little bit about how you got started on this path and Describe your early life and um, where you grew up and what that looked like. And was there any elements of that that shaped the path that you're on today?
1: Well, definitely. I think this is such an interesting question because um, I think that obviously a lot of us are, in a sense, still affected or still growing through some of the things we we experienced in childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, for me one of the major things in my life early on was that we were always moving. Um, and I moved 13 times before I was 12 wow. for different reasons. My dad was losing his job a lot and uh, because of the the industry he was in and it just, it kept like, all the businesses he was working for kept on going out of business um, and he had to find something else. We were moving then a lot um, and I felt like that was very, and it wasn't anyone's fault, but it was very unstable. But at the same time, I, I learned to adapt a lot, which I'm grateful for. And I, I still see in me this need for some kind of stability, although I love traveling and I'm okay with changes in general. I still need some kind of base and structure in my life, probably in part, from that, um, and I also had to change schools a lot when I was um when I, in in the early years of going to school. So when I was five, I think, um, and I went to so many different schools in the first few years, which was hard. Um, and I, as a pretty introverted person, it was never easy to integrate. And I always felt like I had to protect myself. So that was also um a big thing. and being bullied in school, all of those, I think, has, Definitely had an impact on my path and my life, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think I'll just fast forward a little bit to more recently. Um, I initially studied law, which has nothing really to do with what I'm doing now. Um, And I always knew deep down that it wasn't the path for me, Um, but it was what was expected of me. especially my grandfather and my family in general so I just felt like even if deep down I knew I wanted to do something more creative and and something different I didn't know what it was and I it was just easier to follow that path that was already laid out for me um and that took a while for me to finally break out of yeah and um, when I finally did, I didn't only leave that path. So I did finish my master's. I have a master's in law, but didn't really. It um, wasn't very useful. Uh, but I I left that, and I also left a long term relationship that was in 2016. Um, left a job that I had that was really good and I enjoyed and learned a lot from, in search of what I really wanted to do and what my I guess my soul calling was. Um, So I traveled a little bit and finally found coaching. Mm. I had a coach um, who was also a healer because that's, the spiritual part is very important to me too. Um, And that changed my life. And then I studied coaching, initially holistic health coaching, which was amazing. Um, And naturally then moved into more spiritual life coaching and now intuitive business coaching. So there's always that aspect of it that is more um, intuitive and spiritual that is very important to me. But I also like the grounded, um, aspect of, of it. And yeah, so that's kind of a fast forward of my entire life. the Major moments.
0: And I think you blend both of those things really beautifully. And, and it's just in your job description, intuitive business coach, it really describes that those elements of you, that you're bringing that creativity and intuition into something that's very yeah. grounded, um, like business, you know? So I think that that's, yeah. that's incredible. And so tell us a little bit about this moment um, in around 2016 when you had all of these things going on in your life. Would you describe that time as like a dark night of the soul and, or an awakening? And like, how did you navigate out of that and through those different things? Wow, such an interesting question. I
1: wondered a lot if that was, you know, what we call, I guess, you know, the dark night of the soul or awakening. And to be honest, I I never felt like it was that clear of a, yeah, a, of a moment. moment. Yeah, so it, for me, it was more just like growth and natural um, evolution. But I guess some people would call it maybe an awakening uh, in a sense. Um, and navigating that was for sure not easy, especially not knowing where to turn to and who to talk to about all of that and feeling very lonely. I did have my sister who was always one of my my best friends, um, right? So I could talk to her, but she's six years younger. So it was also very, um, there's a gap there too. Yeah. And I think that's when having someone, a coach, Um, of some sort to talk to and help me help guide me through that was very very important for me Mm -hmm. and that's why I do what I do it in a way one of the reasons at least
0: yeah yeah that's so interesting and were there any different modalities that um helped you navigate that time like meditation or Mm -hmm. chanting or something like this prayer
1: definitely definitely uh prayer has always been in my life even if i was never i never identified as being religious mm-hmm. i always prayed um and i remember even very early on praying to life because that just resonated with me more mm. um although now i i'm okay with like praying to god right oh, yeah. in a non-religious way but um that was i remember it was 10 it was interesting um but I, prayer was always there Meditation helped me a lot. And actually, I think one of the things as well before meditation was yoga. Mm. When I started yoga, I naturally just felt this pull towards a practice yeah. of some sort through yoga and also then meditation. So that definitely helped me. I think writing, journaling always was very important yeah. in my life. So I think overall those were grounding and grounding practices that helped me
0: through a lot yeah that's so interesting that's so interesting and um in terms of like moving I also had a very similar experience not quite as many moves as you actually but I always see that as kind of like the gift and the wound in in one go because it is quite disruptive as a young child and um to move and change schools and to move homes all the time and, um, yet I uh, am the same. I always credit it as such a gift because I can literally, you know, I'm not afraid to like land in India and know two people and know that people will gravitate towards me that, um, are meant to be in my life. And I guess the same mm. with you, like moving to Dubai, like, you know, you're free to do that. You don't have that binding, but I think when you are a kid, it is kind of disruptive and there is always yeah. that wounding and that gift in the, in the one. Um, So how do you you think that that um, impacted you? I mean, for me, I think it really taught me to adapt really quickly to my environment, which is, again, a good thing and a bad thing. And sort of later on, it was a deconstructing process of like what part of this is me or what part of this did I pick up because I knew I needed to be that to fit in and to be accepted and loved and what have you. So how do you think that that impacted you?
1: So interesting. And I love how you say, um, you know, the gift and the wound um, at once. I think that's very, very true. Um, For me, definitely adapting to different environments and circumstances. But I do think that a part of me had to put on this uh, protective layer very early on from not only moving, but also being bullied young um the first year in school basically by the teacher and and some young kids so that was really um a very impactful experience Mm -hmm. I'd say and and I'm still learning to open up more right because that's been there for a a while and and because I I said right that I always I think craved more stability yeah it, it wasn't always that easy for me to it wasn't actually that easy for me to pick up my bags and leave. My oh, yeah. sister left at 18. She went from Switzerland to Hawaii yeah. and lived there for a year. And I was like, what? And <laughs> I, I think I went the opposite side and I was like craving that yeah. security and stability. And also realizing later on, looking into astrology, I have a capricorn north nodes so mm. it's all about that in a sense if i mean north node is about life purpose i don't know who really um and how much the audience knows about about this but just
0: as a little um it's interesting because ours is um we share the same sun sign <laughs> sagittarius and um but our north nodes are actually the opposite that's opposite. interesting because mine's cancer and so the south node is um capricorn and, yeah, uh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, explain that, a little bit about <laughs> what the North and South Node is for people who who don't know. Yeah, so it's basically
1: um, just in in simple terms, I yeah. guess, your life purpose, the path that your soul chose for you for this lifetime. And obviously, we look at the signs, but we also look at the houses in which they are in. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to expand on that too much because it then gets complicated. But it. And it's very interesting to look at your north node because that is kind of what you're you're being called to lean into more and yeah. release some aspects of your south node. So um in my case, releasing some and still keeping the good, right, in cancer. Yeah. Um, and but there is sometimes some codependency there a little bit, some yeah. um being maybe overly emotional and things like that and, and very in flow, which is great, but learning to be a little bit more um, practical and grounded yeah. that it, that's for me in, in my case. And it has definitely made a difference. I've been leaning into that more this year that definitely helps me a lot. So it's yeah. interesting that we're talking about really that and we have opposite ones. Yeah. Because
0: I heard it described once and this really resonated with me that the South node is like, something you've already mastered is like yeah, those yeah. aspects you've already mastered and the north node is what you're growing and evolving into That's and i thought that true. was so beautiful because um you know and i can even look at i'm sure you can too when you look at um your earlier life you can probably see aspects of that and you're like yeah i've to- i totally mastered that yeah. and um, for me, I was much more structured and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> very, um, you know, get things done kind of energy <laughs> about me in, like, my 20s especially. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I really am just learning to, like, lean into that more intuitive feeling flow state of um, cancer. And so it's interesting so when we have the opposite ones. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's very complimentary though, Mm. because uh, there's
1: so much to learn there. Um, Yes, absolutely. I love this way of describing it. Like um, you've there, the the South node is a lot of what you mastered, your soul mastered in past lives or something like that. And, and the North node is what we, it's not natural to us to go there, but it is for our, our growth and evolution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. It's really interesting. And um, so tell me, what has been some of your greatest successes? If you look back on everything, um, what have been some of your greatest successes and what did you learn from that and how did you move Mm. into those?
1: Mm, I love that question. Um, I think just like also because I was just looking back and, and talking about some of the steps that I went through, I think one of my greatest successes for me was being able to, after five years of studying law, having everything set up in front of me saying no to that, because I knew that deep down it wasn't for me, but it was hard. Yeah. And looking back, I was like, it took me a while to, it took me a while, a long time, five years to finally say no to that. And, and yes, to what I wanted. And, and, and even just the, allow myself to go there and to discover not knowing exactly what it looked like. So I think that is one of them for sure. Um, that was me starting to step in my power more, I feel. So oh, yeah. I feel that was one of them. And just in general, all the times I, I followed my truth or my heart yeah, and not what was expected of me, which has not always been easy in my life for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's amazing. I think I love that you've chosen that actually instead, not just, <laughs> a physical success, but it's those moments that you advocated for yourself and you went, No, this is what I want. And that would have been really scary. Well not just scary, but like, did you have moments when you were making that decision of um, you know, am I self-sabotaging? Am I doing the wrong thing? Because I'm sure your family would have been like, you've worked so hard, like you're nearly there, why you know? I'm sure Mm you had all of that. So how did you sort of process that and be able to decipher that this is really what my heart is calling me to do, this is what my sole purpose is, and without even really knowing what that looked like exactly, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, discerning between that and am I self-sabotaging, am I doing the wrong thing, and stepping out of that fear?
1: Mm, good question. Um I think I just knew deep down yeah. that it wasn't for me, the minute I, I went into that, in that direction of studying law, I just felt somewhere, you know, that intuition, yeah. you know, that subtle voice, but also the feeling, um, even if I wasn't into all of that and I didn't know much about that, mm. I I knew deep down that it wasn't right. and and I just learned to shut that down or not listen to it for a very long time, and I got really good at it. But at some point, I think it was just so loud. I couldn't ignore it. And it was it was risky because, one of the big themes in my life was always being kind of a people pleaser and doing what was expected of me, and that required um, me like stepping out of that completely and yeah. disappointing people that I loved, disappointing people that I looked up to, mm. uh, and being potentially judged for it. Which it was like it was a case for sure. A lot of people said like, "What are you doing? This doesn't make sense," mm. and still don't understand why or what I'm doing. But that's okay. And I just I think it was just that. It was just that that knowing was always there and it became so loud. There was no question that that was what I had to do. Yeah. It was just a matter of um, when and how. Um, So I don't, I didn't really have times asking myself if if I was self-sabotaging in that way. Um, I did ask myself if it was crazy for (laughs) sure. Um, But I think deep down, I always knew that and trusted that there was something else.
0: Yeah. That's that's amazing to have that level of trust. And it wasn't always um, easy, though I have to say. <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. I think it's funny. Um, I mean, I guess that's why I do these podcasts because people just see, you know, experts like yourself just doing all these really interesting, amazing things. And sometimes we get caught up and we forget that there's like a human behind that story. And um, you know, there are definitely hard decisions and shifts. You know. Um, yeah. to be made there. So I think it's, it's um, really interesting to hear those. And who are some no. of your major influences in your life, whether they're in your family or personal life or celebrities or public figures? That's a
1: very interesting question. Um, I'm thinking now because no one really pops into my mind wow you're um, your own inspiration because, no 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 not that way i think it's because i've had a lot and um. it changes right um so i have people i i'm by the way a human design and manifesting generator so we'll have like lots of different things yeah going on <laughs> um going on and i think it's the same with um people who inspire me mm. so like now looking back I'm not too sure. Um, nowadays I can say from now I really am inspired by people obviously who have done so so much and are really like further along in their journeys yeah. but also by people who are just like a few steps ahead of me. Yeah. Um in in business for example and I think that is very inspiring to me because sometimes online we see like these huge overnight successes or yeah. quote unquote overnight successes and that does not necessarily feel as true to me as someone who's been through the same struggles and is authentic in that way. So I know I'm not really answering your question. Um, I'm sorry, but yeah, there's no one who who really stands out. Really, really. I think one of the books that really made a difference now looking back was, um, do you know Melissa Ambrosini? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Okay.
1: That, that, for some reason, was something, like, I think her story, how she wrote it in Mastering Your Mean curl um, that was back, I think I, think I, read, I read that in, that in 2015, 2015, or even before. before. That made um, a difference a and started, difference started opening, opening up, up my mind to what was possible, and, yeah, I've been inspired by her, especially in the, like, early years of, of starting all of this, so... Yeah, I would, if I were to say yeah, so. Well, I, yeah, I find yeah. her
0: really interesting as well. I think, and I hope her partnership with her husband is really beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really absolutely um, so healthy, the way that they really encourage yeah. each other and support each other. I think it's really beautiful. I think she wrote a book on that as well, but... Um, open wide yeah okay she did yeah yeah. and so Mm -hmm. but I think um interestingly enough I I also read mastering your inner mean girl like a really long time ago and when I read (laughs) that book it was kind of like oh wow I'm not the only one that has this this voice in my head that's like me you know hammering me and criticizing me and pushing me you know so I think that that was one of the gifts of her book Um, that Mm -hmm. it kind of made you realize, oh, hang on a second, I'm not the only person that's super hard on myself, and... um how, how to move out of that. So I think that that's sure. really interesting.
1: Book. Yeah, no. And, and looking back, actually, I, when I, I, I told you after 2016, I left everything, I traveled a little bit. I went to Australia mm-hmm. and I was with my sister and we went to two of her at the time she was doing goddess groups in Sydney. And I went to two of those and I think that definitely inspired me um, to do the work that I'm doing, even if now it's very different, but I, I still um, look up to her in that sense and love her books.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess so, speak- I'm glad that came back. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, books and resources, um, are there any other books that you think would be useful to our listeners? Any books, podcasts or YouTube channels mm-hmm. that you really um, think are inspiring?
1: Oh, there's so many. Again, like there's so many books. Um a return to Love. Have you read that one? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a really it's common one, of my one actually. Bibles. Yeah, it's a really
0: common <laughs> one mentioned on here. I think that it's, um, yeah, it is like a, a Bible. Yeah,
1: uh, that was, that is one that's still with me, and I've read it several times, and I'll definitely go back to it. At first, the first time, though, I did not resonate with it at all. I couldn't get through the first chapter but then I think it was just a question of timing I read it again and and really loved it um a new earth also um by Eckhart Tolle I never really know how to pronounce his name but that is a very um I think even more than the power of now um a new earth for sure definitely was huge for me and what else well I was saying, "Mastering Your Mean Girl," "Open Wide" by Melissa Bersini Those were were good. Definitely lighter reads. Um, and I'm thinking, I also really loved "Big Magic" <laughs> by Elizabeth Gilbert. Right about creativity, and and I loved how she explained about ideas having this kind of almost contract with some people but mm-hmm. if it's if you don't act on and if you don't go with it then the idea might go to someone else so I think that was a really nice way to explain it and I really like that book so I think those are the ones coming up
0: for me right now yeah they're really good really, really good made a difference yeah really good recommendations. um so coming back to the present what does your current daily routine look like I know in Dubai you kind of have moved out of lockdown now and um yes. everything is open and everybody's just being sensible i think but um what mm-hmm. does what does your daily routine look like ah
1: so i love this question um and also i've seen it change a lot this year for mm-hmm. me so i think i used to do a lot of things as a daily kind of practice and routine i, I wanted to simplify a little bit so mm-hmm. most days it's meditation yeah some um, journaling to align myself with my vision, um, depending on what's happening as well. I think that always helps me come back to alignment. And I would say I still love cacao. That's been with me all year. And I was wondering the other day, how did I have enough cacao all year Um, with lockdown? And sometimes I had to order it and it was taking a long time, but it was with me, um, that spirit of cacao that is so beautiful that I love working with. It's been with me all year. So I'm very thankful for that. I think it helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, and that is that is part of my morning routines with meditation, journaling, and cacao. So I simplified it a little bit yeah. from what I used to do a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And that feels good. I also don't, I'm not very rigid with that. And I try to work out a few times a week. Um, I, it's funny because I'll, I alternate between yoga and l- w- lift or, um, what am I trying to say? Strength training. Weight, mm-hmm. weightlifting. <laughs> so it's very different. Well, Um, so I, I tried to do that and be more active because I definitely suffered in lockdown, not being able to go out and realize how important I knew this, but how important it is for me to move my body. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then I usually get to work around ten, eleven. Have client calls. Um, I, I'm I'm trying to be more organized in my week. So Mondays are my days to focus on my vision, what I call my CEO days, yeah. um, and and focused on yeah the bigger vision for me. And then the other days are clients, content creation, um, connecting with people and things like that. So it looks different a little bit every day, but that's
0: the idea. Yeah, no, I think it's good. And I think it's interesting. I have I found this anyway, during lockdown, because I was at the first couple of months, or the first when we were really in lockdown, I was like, wow, I have this time, and I can do whatever I want to do, you know, all the things I don't mm-hmm. have time for. And I made myself really busy. And I was like, oh, I'm going to meditate for longer and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then I realized in doing those things that actually that's not necessarily like more is not necessarily better, you know, and I think you have to go through that process to do that. And then I kind of scaled it back again. I I also have really simplified again. And um, oh, that's
1: good. It feels good. I mean, there's different phases, right, in life. Sometimes we need more, but. Yeah, I think keeping it simple helps.
0: Yeah, 100%. And how has this shutdown period that we went through, I know that Dubai has been open for quite some time, since the end of May, I think, correct? Yeah, So quite a few months. And other people are going through their second round of lockdown and other people Mm. are coming out of lockdown. But how has this period um, impacted your day-to-day life? And what have you learned during that period or what's really brought you joy that you're going to be bringing into this um, new world, I guess, that we're all, we're all moving into.
1: Mm, Very good question. I feel like it was such a long time ago now that I'm thinking about it, you know, like how this year went by so fast and at the same time, so slow. Um, lockdown was definitely challenging, um, because it brought up a lot of, I think uh, things to the surface that I had forgotten about myself. And um, there was this frustration, this almost like anger coming up that we were being locked down. And and I understand why, but it was like there and it was hard. Um, And then feeling alone, I think. And the the funny thing is that I actually work from home. Mm. So I spend most of my days at home. Sundays, I don't even go out necessarily if I have a lot of things to do. So, nothing really changed for me. But it was just this idea, which is so interesting. So it brought up a lot of a lot of uh, I guess shadows and yeah. um and wounds that I had to look at and sit with. So, so yeah, I think that that process that is always ongoing, the healing process, um, was heightened at that time for me, and it also actually probably was a turning point in 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 my life and my work um, how I want to continue supporting others moving forward and yeah but it's funny how it feels such a lot like it was such a long time ago and yeah it wasn't but I feel for everyone who is in lockdown again especially like a second round that must be really really tough Um, And what I think what brought me joy during lockdown, well, definitely my cacao brought me a lot of joy. Um, Small things like just sitting outside on the balcony uh, because it was beautiful weather at that time. And then we got hit by the summer, which wasn't as fun um, out of lockdown, but it was beautiful weather. So just sitting outside, plants. I, I um, planted a few seeds at, at the very beginning of lockdown and then seeing them grow. That was, that was magical. Um, yeah. Just those small little things in life that yeah. we sometimes forget and seeing things in a new perspective. Um, right. Like how grateful I was when we were finally able to go out, things like that, that I just took for granted for so long. Right. Yeah. Just that freedom of going outside and yeah. yeah so yeah definitely
0: we're we're all missing the the traveling the freedom to travel I think is um is a yeah big one. yeah and you must be missing a family as well in Switzerland and Switzerland I in am. general yeah <laughs> um yeah that's been hard um
1: and there's been a lot of changes as well in my family so um that it's been good it it brought up some I think it put things into perspective for a lot of people and um, my mom for example is going to be retiring early which I would have never never thought of you know possible for her because she never wanted to and she realized I think this year that life is short and that's precious so she'll be moving to Portugal um, soon
0: and I think that's really good for her so I'm happy for that. That's amazing. I've heard a lot of stories like that, actually, of people mm-hmm, who are just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I still have things to do, and um, yeah. why am I spending my whole life working? And, um, you know, I want to go and do those things now. So I think that's been a mm-hmm. really cool, positive thing. Um, yeah. People tuning into themselves as well and really awakening. Yeah. I think this has been a hugely mm-hmm. awakening, breaking open
1: year yes breaking open like, yeah. <laughs> and growing pains yeah.
0: yeah I mean and even you know it's funny because I feel like I've been on a spiritual path for a really long time like I've been very much in tune with that that growth process for a really long time and very interested in it and into it um, but mm-hmm. I think this year has just been like you know even deeper and really necessary yeah. for us um, as a collective and so that's that's beautiful, and I can't wait to see how it's unfolding. It is unfolding. I'm seeing it all around me yeah. as well, you know, so um, it's, it's great to see. But um, let's talk now about intuitive um, business coaching. So tell us a little bit, bit about what that is and what mm-hmm. people can expect from your coaching sessions, and um, mm. what kind of businesses, uh, you know, is this really suited for? Right. Such a good question.
1: Again, I feel like every question is so perfectly uh, timed and, and uh, formulated. So thank you. Um, so what it is, I can, I feel like I can explain this two ways. Um, mm-hmm. But part of me wants to explain this as really holding space for someone and their transformation so that means that yes we look at i work with um soul printers mm-hmm. um heart-led uh, entrepreneurs who have service-based businesses so that is often coaching but it's also astrologers readers healers um and other kinds of services mm-hmm. right and and yes, we work on their business, but it's also so much deeper. And it's really this I feel this container that is safe for them and helps them expand. Yeah. And I've experienced this myself in working with someone, mm-hmm. um, a, a business coach as well, who is not as much into like the spirituality, although she is open to it. But um, just having that ability to be held and, and, and seen. And, and also just sometimes when, when we're standing in our own way, someone helping us get out of that, that is so expensive yeah. and has helped me transform a lot and grow a lot. So that's what I guess in in a sense, coaching is, um, in case people are not really familiar with that. And for me, my approach is, is intuitive business coaching. So, I don't really have this um, very structured way of working with people. It's very intuitive. And I balance both the feminine and the masculine, the spirituality, the, the inner um, transformation with some strategy, but that is very aligned with my clients. So uh, we look at alignment um, in every way. I also look at their human design, a little bit of astrology to help them really be who they are and be and step in their in their full power in that way to run their business as well and have an impact as well while also allowing some income to come in. So it's it's really having that ripple effect, I feel, helping others who are helping others and and spreading this this wave of um a new way of doing business and new way of living in our purpose, uh, in alignment led by our hearts, our souls, which is very important. Um, So I think that covers most, most of um, what I do and and who I work with. Mm -hmm. I work with mostly women as well, just because um, that's kind of naturally the people who come to me. But yeah, I, I also feel it's very important for us women to step, more and more in our power and allow ourselves to have an impact but also earn some income from our energy and our work and our gifts which hasn't always
0: been easy I feel yeah so yeah and I really love how you um you blend these two things together because I find um so often that people get really ignited on this kind of spiritual path and then suddenly are like okay I want to be a yoga teacher you know I want to do something spiritual I want to be a yoga teacher whereas you know sometimes I feel that like we don't necessarily need like many more 200 hour yoga teachers in the world it's more taking that spiritual wholeness and that um, you know recognition of your own power and seeing where that leads you and where that needs to be brought into the world like different arenas need yeah. that energy as well so I think that I that's agree. a really good crossover and um, I could see this being so beneficial for someone also that already has a business and mm-hmm. has been doing things one way and sort of mm-hmm. knows that they there's more in them there's more creativity and um, this would be a really good way of tapping into that and expanding that into something more authentic and and bigger Absolutely. And, yeah
1: Yes, I I like that you pointed that out, because I actually worked with, um, well, a few people, but one client in particular is coming to my mind, and she has a very successful business, Mm. um, and obviously earning a lot of income and all of that. So, and it's so interesting that she came to me because she's at a very different stage in her business and in her life. And we just looked at some of the deeper, deeper things happening there. And she was also very interested in all the more spiritual part and how she could do it in a way that was more authentic to her and more aligned with her. And we also saw that she's a projector and that made so much sense and just was such an eye opener for her so projector and human design are not just for the little side note as well they're not meant to work that hard and all the time they're not meant for the nine to five they need to take breaks um and they're here to be guides and and leaders but in a different way than we've been Mm. kind of taught um and it's yeah and it was really fascinating to see
0: her transformation in our work together Do you think um, understanding and aligning yourself to your human design has made a huge impact to you? Has it been um, freeing and illuminating to you? Because I think manifesting generator is also one of those ones that um, until you understand that about yourself, it can be quite, um, you know, something that you sort of have resistance to along the way. Was that your experience as well?
1: definitely um you're you're so right because uh, we're definitely not meant to be uh, put in a box and and yeah and and it doesn't sometimes make sense what we're doing and how we're shifting and i've seen this in my own journey like shifting so many times but i also want to say um that is a little bit of a contradiction in a sense but to to use all of these tools whether it's human design or astrology as a tool that is helpful and supportive but not in a I guess too like rigid or dogmatic way if that's the right word um and and for example uh, I've I've seen for example applied to business as a manifesting generator it's okay to do and change and all that but in a sense business also needs a little bit more focus right so if we're always doing that then it's yeah. It's great as a hobby, but it's not super sustainable. So kind of breaking away from that and at the same time embracing it uh, and seeing how to blend the two, I've been focusing more on um a different kind of um, yeah, I've just been focusing more in my business on the coaching instead of doing all the things all the time and yeah. simplifying things and allowing my manifesting generator to be ignited in different ways outside of that if that makes sense so just kind of using it and it really has been helpful in many ways but also not allowing it to be too rigid and like this is because you're manifesting generator you can't do that or because you're a projector you can't do that yeah that's
0: not what um i don't know what it's, about it's about. In, 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 though, i don't think you know i yeah. think um people can like really latch on to things and become Mm -hmm. very stuck or almost use these kind of things as um, an excuse. Like for for us, Sagittarius, oh, you know, I'm Sagittarius, so if I say something that offends someone, that's just because I'm Sagittarius. It's like, no, you can have an awareness that that is about to come out of your mouth and then go, I'm going to be compassionate and not... I, agree. Know, I don't need to always say what, what is on my mind, you know, so right. it's like it's looking at these things and these tools to have an awareness of yourself and where yeah. you sort of lean towards and being able to then balance out those energies a little bit more and channel them, so in, in a really productive way, so I think that that's, Absolutely. Sort of, that's what these um, tools bring um, bring to the party. And um, I, I
1: agree a hundred percent with that. You're so so right.
0: Yeah. So describe in a little more detail um, the services that you offer and what it looks like to have a one-on one coaching session with you um, and getting intuitively in touch with your your business. <laughs> um yes, so at the
1: moment, uh, as I said, previously, I simplified my business. So I used to focus a lot on um, more courses and products and things like that. And right now my intention is to work one-on-one with people more because of the transformation and just being able to help them in a much deeper way. So um, I offer free 30-minute value sessions where we look at already um, parts of the business and how we can make tweaks. And I really love giving value so that that's something I love to do and at the end if you know the person enjoyed the experience and and had some um insights and felt supported and we also align we can also work together but it's absolutely not necessary like I'm always very open and I think that's a new way of doing business not not forcing people or selling from a place of like you know, you you need this. And and I don't know, there's been, I've been on such weird calls sometimes with other people. So just, yeah,
0: giving value and selling with soul. Touching (laughs) on that, actually, we can speak to that a little bit because I find it so strange that in the wellness holistic space, we, like, I see that all the time, like these very kind of gimmicky sales pages of like you know a thousand dollars worth of whatever for seven dollars or something like this, and I'm just like, we're, you know, we're we meant to be discerning people, like we're in the space yeah. of discernment, and yet we're still using these kind of like to me, I think they're very like '90s sales approaches, you know, <laughs> like very used car salesman sales approaches. But can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think that's interesting.
1: It is um and it's something that comes up a lot because on the one hand we have those old ways um, of selling I feel that we are still I mean I encounter quite frequently yeah because I think maybe because I'm in the space and all that I see a lot um, so there's that on the one hand and then on the other hand the people that I work with a lot are people who then hate selling and they're like no, I can't sell but then how can you run a business and not sell? There, there must be n- another way, and that's that's been a journey for me as well to embrace because I I was on that end of the spectrum not wanting to sell at all. Yeah, just like you know whoever um, resonates, they'll find me and like very like that. And there's nothing wrong with with that yeah. approach, but it's not it's not always very effective. Yeah. So I I felt like one of the things that that I did this year was working on that um, perspective around selling Mm. and a more soulful approach to selling, which is what I want to use in my business and also encourage my clients to use and and people in general in my audience. So um, it's, I think, letting go of this forcing and pushing in general or for example random dms or messages that you'll get from people yeah. that you don't know that are selling to you and that just does not feel right um it's also just i think leaning into what feels good for you and mm. selling can be sharing it can be being of service um if you allow it to be that so going back to for example how how I see selling I share a lot of what I do and and I do it because I know that I can help people the right people not everyone obviously and then I offer these the a lot of value I offer um I do free trainings and and free challenges and I love doing all the things that give a lot of value and then I have these free calls and at the end we can have a conversation that is you know just person to person can I do we align? Can I maybe support you further? Mm. I never want to make anyone feel um, you know, forced to do something that they don't want. That's not empowering. Um, and at the same time, helping them see that selling is is okay if done with integrity. and and heart and soul. So it's 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 still tricky, I feel, because we still like see so much of that side of the spectrum that is kind of icky and, and we don't like and we don't feel comfortable around. And then we, we tend to like be, no, I can't. I, I don't like selling at all. But we have to kind of, I think, find a way to make it... A, I think it's all about service. Yeah. I and mean, that's the way I see it. And bringing that
0: together. Again. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think look whether it's right ideologically or or not but like we do Mm -hmm. live in a world where I like I personally think things need to be commercially viable like that's a reality yes for something to be sustainable they need to be commercially viable and interestingly enough sometimes it's actually not even commercial viability is not even just about making money it's actually really an indicator as well if you are serving people if what you're putting out there is serving people so I think that that's an interesting perspective to look at it but Mm -hmm. I think you're right I think there is this gap in between like Mm -hmm. this is how we've always sold things and even though it doesn't feel right that's just what you have to do and then oh I hate selling things and so that that's a there's a really interesting space there to to rewrite how we operate commercially so I think that that's very interesting and I'm sure that's something that you cover in your in your coaching um
1: yes it definitely comes up a lot (laughs) um and it's 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 interesting to be here because that means we get to rewrite those rules right moving forward um in this new way of doing business and and just living
0: so it's exciting times to be able to be a part of that I feel yeah absolutely I interrupted you there in the middle of me um, talking about oh. what, um, how you, what you offer. No worries. I think minute. it was good. It was a good
1: um, – um, it was important, I feel, to talk about that. So so then after that 30-minute uh, free call, um, some people decide to – there's two ways that they can work with me currently. One is a 90-minute intensive, and it's it's mostly focused on content because a lot of people – Um, struggle with how to create content in a way that is you know authentic and works for them so there's a few tips around human design how to also create that in a way that is magnetic Mm -hmm. um, and very authentic to you so that that's an intensive that I offer and then um, and then there's a three-month coaching program at the moment that is weekly sessions unlimited support in between sessions wow. so there's a lot of a lot of support and it's a, a very um deep transformation it's a journey really mm. and i i've been loving it i've been really loving that and yeah so that's simplified version of working with
0: me these yeah. days <laughs> amazing <It's laughs> how so, it looks it's so interesting because it is quite a relatively new I mean business coaching has been around for a long time but yeah. bringing in this element of like what is your authentic expression in business I think yeah. is something that we're really just stepping into and I mean in the probably in the last 5 to 10 years it's sort of become um something that's become magnetic and I think yeah. really this year I've definitely seen a lot of people going hang on a second we need to strip it back and be really real yeah. and really authentic in this space so um, I think you're doing amazing work and amazing service in the world. Thank you so much. And um, what is one practical tip or practice that we can leave our listeners with um, that they could implement today if they're sort of feeling like in, if, if they're in their job or in their business mm-hmm. or they're creating something, what is one thing that they can do to sort of tap into their authenticity and draw out that expression? hmm
1: very good question um even a journal for well, or
0: something like that
1: um i i really like to recommend muscle testing oh because wow. that's a really good way to lean into trusting yourself and asking questions to yourself and seeking for answers within instead of always looking outside of yourself so Muscle testing—it's a podcast, so I can't really um, demonstrate this. But an easy way to do this—well, obviously you can Google everything these days—but <laughs> an easy way to do this is to stand, um, stand up, um, and have your your feet hip hip distance, I guess, um, and just ask a question that you're, you're just to practice in the beginning and can be small questions. Um, and you can always test that with something that is hundred percent true. So my name is mm-hmm. um, X and then the opposite um, and see if your body leans naturally forward or back and forward is usually a yes or a positive answer. And then leaning back is usually a no so yeah so that gives us indications it's not a hundred percent accurate but i think it's about the trust and building trust with yourself mm. and knowing that your body already knows yeah. so um and learning to trust your intuition so i don't know if that is the tip that was maybe expected no, but i think really, cool. it's a really good practice um and i use this quite often To just give me an indication of where I'm at Mm -hmm. um, with something. It can be small decisions, bigger decisions, and obviously we don't just base ourselves on that, but it it does give us an indication. And it's mostly about developing that trust muscle, um, which yeah.
0: So that that is my. Tip
1: for today. That's
0: fantastic. That's amazing. No, I wasn't expecting that at all. I was like, oh, she's gonna do some meditation or or a journal prompt or something. But that's really cool. And I think that that's something that um, I've definitely found interesting this year as well. Is like this embodiment, and um, mm-hmm. you know, we are so bombarded with the most ridiculous amount of information these days. Yeah. And so it's so important to be able to begin to know that everything is already, with the answers already within you. And so exactly. to have these sort of ways of tuning into that, I think is so useful. So thank you for sharing that with us. And yeah, um, yeah I love it. And um, so what's next for you? Um, do you have any new projects you're working on? Or what are we doing? What are we going to see from you moving into the new year? Yeah. Um, into the new year
1: I'm actually focusing on being focused yeah. on what I'm I've been working on the past few months so in my business um and I just really want to show up give a lot of value which I've already been doing I have a podcast I have a Facebook group yeah um I have social media so I, I give a lot of value that way and I want to continue doing that and and because I love it and I enjoy it. And I know that people can benefit a lot from that and just continue refining, um, the way I, I work in, in 2021. So I think it's just doing that with more focus and intention and, and it's, it feels really exciting. It's nothing very new, but it feels very exciting to me because it's like, I feel like I laid the foundations in 2020 and at least the second half of it and now I get to to master that in a sense and yeah and build on that so that's what's next for me for
0: now amazing amazing and where can our listeners find you um if they'd like to know more about your work so I am on Instagram a lot
1: um at Sarah Lewis Co so yeah sarah lewis co i think it'll probably be in the show notes right yeah Um, and my website is sarah lewis.co yeah and there's a lot there there's um also a link to my podcast which is ignited Soulpreneur. it used to be Heart space and i uh, changed it recently rebranded that and yeah that's that's the main places to find me and connect
0: amazing amazing and before um i leave you um, is there anything else um, on your heart that you'd really like to share with you, with um, our listeners that I haven't asked you about yet?
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see if there's anything that wants to come out. I think, so I think it's that, I think it's about alignment. It's about really learning to trust yourself more and aligning yourself with Your heart, it's simple, really. It doesn't have to be so complicated. And yes, there's so many tools and it's amazing. Have fun with that. But always come back to the simplicity of, you know, your heart and trusting yourself and knowing that everything is already in you, as we were saying before. Um, And living with that alignment of heart and mind and body and soul in a sense yeah I think that's what
0: it's about (laughs) amazing amazing Sarah it's always always a pleasure chatting with you thank you so much for joining me again and I look forward to catching up with you again soon in the new year
1: yeah me too thank you so much for having me Claire again it was so wonderful and I love our connection and and our talks. so thank you so much thank you
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some things to take away from our amazing guests' insight. If you did enjoy this episode, please subscribe and also leave us a review. And for more information on the Hadassah Collective, you can visit our Instagram page at Hadassah Collective. I hope you'll join me again for our next episode at the same time next week. And until then, have a wonderful week.